Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the fifth Saturday of July, July 29th, 2023. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve treasured, targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. According to Jeremiah 4.8, draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Sharon Taylor, our minister of music, and Sister Sharon will also offer the altar prayer today. Judge Brenda K. Sanders will deliver the preached word. She is our guest preacher for the day. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship, and I, Carolyn Cunningham, will serve as your worship leader. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm Church members, the Worldwide Church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, advocacy and activist groups, the loved ones of those who died from targeting. Also pray for all government officials to be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God, do it and not do their will. Please pray for world peace, all refugees, the worldwide climate crises, the Haitian people, the Sudanese people, the Ukrainian people, the Russian people, the Syrian people and all deeply afflicted people around the world. Pray for all victims of gun violence, stabbings, and all violence and their families. Pray for all children, especially those being trafficked, and pray for TIs who have had their children taken away unjustly by an unjust court system. Pray for the unhoused, those who are targeted as well as the untargeted that they may obtain housing that would help them to have peace without satanic frequencies harming them. Thank you for your attention. Now, let us listen to a praise and worship song. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone. If there's any background noise where you are, by pressing star six and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Good evening to everyone. It's with great delight that I introduce to you. Uh, I'm going to call a reverend today. <laughs> reverend Judge Brenda Sanders. 
She was ordained in ministry in 2006. Her spiritual journey began about 1987 after a very bad automobile crash on the Jeffries Freeway in Detroit. She was further spiritually endowed by God when she received the infilling of the Holy Ghost on April 29, 1988, on a Friday afternoon after her hairstylist prayed for her. She began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave her the supernatural utterances. She practiced law in Michigan for 24 years. Judge Sanders has also practiced in Texas and South Carolina. She was duly elected as a Michigan judge in 2008. Judge Sanders had victory over six opponents and went on to earn historic votes for her judicial position. History was also repeated once again in 2014 when she was elected once again. Judge Sanders is an author, painter, harpist, and political enthusiast. She is the current podcast host of The Vision Prophet and the political strategist for Spotify podcasters. Her Vision podcast is heard in seven countries, including Israel and India. Her political strategist podcast is currently heard in 39 countries, including Canada and Germany. Judge Sanders is walking in the footsteps of her late twin sister, Linda, who operated in prophetic ministry for many years. Judge Sanders is currently pursuing a seat in the U.S. Congress for the 2024 political season. She wrote here, I forgot to say that I was a staff professor for evangel Christian churches worldwide for 10 years. My bishop and overseer was Dr. Gerandi Piscopo and Dr. Cheryl Piscopo. I believe my honorary doctorate of, I received my honorary doctorate of ministry of divinity in ministry in 2006. I stopped practicing law for two years to attend Bible college on a full-time basis. I have heard some of Judge Sanders' ministry from the Vision Prophet as I've gone to Spotify to hear more uh, and was very, very encouraged by the words that she spoke. She is indeed an anointed uh, preacher, author, harpist, I'm sure painter, and also judge. I present to some and introduce to others, Judge Brenda K. Sanders. Well, good evening. I hope that you can hear me. Can you let me know if you can by saying amen? Amen. Amen. I'm so glad about that because I'm not that good at that computer. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you, it's good to uh, be here with you this night, this evening. Dr. Black, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for those awesome prayers and uh, declarations. I I'm so happy to be here. Let me tell you, uh, ministry has been in uh, my life uh, for maybe since I was saved, really, but I didn't automatically go into it, uh, go into ministry. I, I can truly say that I have been called, and I'm not uh, casting any dispersions on anyone else, but me, someone like me, uh, I had a law practice that kept me busy 24-7, um, uh, representing the interests of 
people you probably wouldn't want to see in your living room at night because I represented the murderers that you see on the news, the robbers, the rapists, and the like. And I did it fervently as unto the Lord. A lot of people don't understand that, but that was what I was doing when I was called to ministry. And of course, with that calling, with that duty, I had to go into the prisons and the jails uh, and talk to prisoners and, and minister to them. It, this is before I was called to ministry, actual ministry. I was ministering all along because God gave me a gift of motivation, a motivational speaker. And I thought that's all I was for a long time because when I would uh, have to represent somebody maybe who was charged with murder, I, I, I had to encourage them. It was my job to encourage them and to, to motivate them to get through the court proceedings. And God used that, used that calling and that effort to, to minister to those that are most broken and very broken and don't appear to be, uh, you know, they don't have a savory reputation, except in the body of Christ. We do go to the churches, we do go to the jails. But uh, otherwise, these are, are God's people waiting to be ministered to, called and called to Christ and accepting. I found that the prison population, and that's why I'm going to minister on what I was ministering, about, what I'm going to minister about tonight. The prison population, they're so pliable. They're so willing to hear what God has to say. You say, oh, they don't have a choice. They, you know, look where they're at. But that's how God does. He allows us in times to be broken so that we can hear his voice. And it, it actually happened to me. No, I wasn't in prison, but uh, I was in a very, very bad car accident and tore up a car. I just got you on. I love that car. It was shiny and pretty. And I thought I was all that. And look what happened. But so God uses uh, our prisons to speak to us and even to speak to his ministers and his people. And the scripture I want to speak from tonight is Acts 16, uh, verses 25 and 26. Uh, 25 and 26. You know, I'm talking about Paul and Silas as they were in prison. As they were in prison. And the name of this, of this message is Midnight Breakthrough. Midnight Breakthrough. And let me read the scripture. It says, let me put on my glasses here. It says in verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. 
And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Verse 26 says, and suddenly, suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Let me give you this one testimony. I represented a young lady uh, before I became a judge. She was charged with second degree murder. She's really pretty young lady. You wouldn't even think she would be in such a situation. But she had gotten angry with her boyfriend. And found it one night with another woman. And she knocked on the door. And this other woman was uh, there with her boyfriend. And he had the chain on the door. And he opened the door, but wouldn't let her in. Just peeped through the chain. And she reached in with a very sharp knife and cut his throat. And he bled to death. And I was charged with the duty. Her mother, who was a Christian, Christian and a member of my church, came to me and said, can you help my daughter? And uh, of course, being the person I was, I say, yes, well, I'm an attorney. I'm, I do defense work. Yes, let's see what we can do. And from all appearances, the young lady was going to be found guilty. And being a Christian as I was, and a lot of people don't believe this, but I was a spirit-filled Christian then. I was a spirit-filled Christian now. And I did not lie. I said, it's better not to say anything at all than to lie. Let's just say nothing. And thank goodness, the law allows for a prisoner not to say anything, just to stand mute before the judge and let them prove their case. That's a law. And so that's what we did. We didn't say a word in court. We just said, okay, if you got evidence, Come on and prove it, let's hear it. And when the trial was done, the jury came back and I know this means something. This was an all white jury judging a young black woman. And I don't know how we got that jury. I don't think we had no choice, but to God be the glory. Because here I am standing next to that young lady and I'm thinking to myself, Having done all I could do, having done all to stand <laughs> and standing there for that she was going to be convicted and I was going to have to tell her mother she's going to have to go to jail. But that jury came back unanimously and said not guilty. And oh, there was a celebration. There was praise. And uh, you know, I got a few compliments myself, you know, as a defense lawyer. But what I want to say is this. When we are in prisons, it doesn't mean it has to be a prison of brick and mortar, a brick and mortar prison. It could be a prison, a spiritual prison. It can be a prison in a, in a relationship, enslaved to a relationship that we know is harmful. We can be 
partnered with bad activities and bad friends. We can be even in a bad uh, situation on our jobs and we don't know what to do. So we have, all of us have prisons to escape from. As that young lady escaped from that prison and I knew nothing allowed her to be cleared, but the Lord God himself. And guess what? He made it where no one could challenge the decision. No one. And that jury was unanimous. They came back clear. They came back solid. And that's the way God is. When he delivers us from a prison, it's usually dark. That's why I've entitled this message, Midnight, Dark Midnights. Uh, I'm sorry, Midnight Breakthroughs. In the passage of scripture here at Acts 16, 25, it says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Now, now why is that? Why is that? First of all, they found themselves in prison. They had set out, they had set out, uh, uh, Paul had set out in uh, because of a vision. And he saw a vision of a man of Macedonia saying, come over here. We need you over here. And they set out uh, going to Philippi and to Troas. And they found themselves in this place where they saw the, um, I'm speeding through the woman with the, the spirit of divination. You see, there's a difference between a vessel like Paul, who had a vision, and a woman. Apparently, by all accounts, a woman that was not connected in any way to God, where she, she, she proclaimed uh, uh, words of, of God, apparently divinations, but they were demonic in origin. And so there's two different things. God looks at the heart, and plus she was making money and there's nothing wrong with making money from ministry, ministry. But in this instance, her masters were used to make money off of this young woman. And God wasn't getting the glory. God wasn't getting the, the uh, she may have had a gift. I've seen some people who have supernatural insight and, and, and but they don't have the gift of God. They don't have God's approval. And so she may have been able to fool some people and say some things that were interesting. And you know, oh, that sounds like God. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, but I need your money. Let me give you $100 or let me give you $10. And that's what she was demanding. And so the gifts, I once set upon a message to distinguish the woman that had the spirit of divination from Paul uh, who had the visions and who, who, who rendered prophetic words on the part of the Lord. And of course, wrote most of the New Testament. And that is the prophetic word itself in total. That's the first prophetic word because it still has impact. It still has power and it still has influence today. But this time of midnight, why midnight? And I'm always in, uh, interested in the midnight experience because 
it is the time in which most people, you get their attention. You know, if you lose a job, if you lose a nice car, if you lose a loved one, it is a very vulnerable time. And it is the time when people either do something wrong or they may do something to uh, 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 cure their grief. They may, they may, like me, be uh, susceptible to, to, the, to the things of God and to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me just say this one other thing, and I'm going to go, go ahead and minister the word and, and give you my points about the midnight experience. When I received Christ, I had had a bad accident. I went to my, I always had a habit of going to my hairstylist. You know, you ladies, you know, I love to get my hair done. I did then anyway, every week. I had a hairstylist that converted to Christ right before my very eyes. When he first started doing my hair, I, I didn't know it, but he was selling crack. I was, I was, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking at, but I didn't have the idea that in that very same seat, he was passing some drugs to his customers. But after a while, I didn't see him for a while. And then after a time, I, I, I relocated him. He was a very good stylist. And he said, hey, why don't you come by and start seeing me again? And I did. And this time, when I went to see him, he told me that he had received Jesus and he started crying in front of me. And I, I didn't know what to do. I said, wow, he really must be saved. He's, he's crying. And he asked me, said, uh, can I pray with you? And I'm thinking, hmm, he's probably trying to get some money or something. But I said, okay. And he prayed for me. He said, let me lay hands on you and pray. And he did right there in his shop. And he says, during the prayer, he said, breathe on her Holy Spirit. I didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, I've been seeking Jesus. I, I, I thought I was born again, but he said, you need more. You need the spirit. You need God's spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. And I was like, not me, not practicing attorney me. I can't, you know, say that to my friends. I, I, I you know, I can't afford that. But anyway, that's my, that's what I was thinking. But God blessed me. I went home. I thought it was nothing to his prayer. And I sat on my bed and I began to speak in tongues fluently. I just simply opened my mouth. And so God used that man to bless me, to, to open my eyes and to open my spirit. And, and I believe I was a difficult person to win to Christ. I really did because being an attorney causes you to doubt everything. Uh, and uh, you know, there was a wall of unbelief, disbelief, you know, uh, in my spirit. But anyway, going back to the midnight experience, when God brings us to the midnight experience, it's usually very dark. It is a result of uh, some, some tragedy or trauma. Here with Paul and Silas, they were obeying a vision and a word from the Lord when they uh, ventured into, and, and this one was the spirit of divination, 
her masters at Euster to, 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 to win and, and, and to, to gain uh, money and, and to profit. But when they walked up and cast out this uh, divination out of that woman, there was trouble. And I'll tell you why there was trouble. Because there was corruption. There was corruption. These masters had been in the marketplace there and they were making money off this woman and their means and resource of making money had been cast out. Now, I don't know if you've ever cast out a demon before, but I have. And let me tell you what it feels like. The Lord will let it let you he, uh, feel it. It feels like um, usually when I cast out a demon and I don't as much as I used to, it comes out of the top of, 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 the, of the vessel's head. It, it emanates from the top of their head as if a, if you've ever seen a chimney and uh, smoke go up out of a chimney. That's the way I have seen demons come out of, of vessels that were used by Satan. So I can imagine that uh, uh, after Paul and Silas were, 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 were uh, in prison for casting out this spirit of divination out of this young woman, that they did what, was, what they were uh, called to do and what the word says. They gave praise unto the Lord. They gave praise. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's been hard for me to praise the Lord uh, in a time of a midnight situation. Midnights are tough times, just simple as that. They're tough times. They're, 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 they're unexpected dark places. Some of them are expected, but these are midnight situations when to turn and praise God is sometimes, I'm going to be honest now, I don't know about you, you all, it's been the last thing I want to do is to praise the Lord. My spirit seems to resist it because I'm so uh, uh, immersed in, in looking at the situation. And so I have to order myself, order my will and my spirit to praise the Lord in the midnight hour. And when we do, and when we do, when we do, I don't care how dark it gets, dark brings times of blindness. You cannot see, you cannot feel, you cannot determine your destiny. You can't see where God is taking you. You, you, can't, you can't see where you're going to be blessed. Those midnight situations, that's where the praise is sacrificial because you're not praising God to get anything because you don't know if you're going to get anything. <laughs> um, you're praising God because of your faith and because of your commitment to Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so as Paul is tonight and saying praises unto God, the prisoners, these were the other inhabitants of the prison. I suspect that these were the baser sort. These were other uh, you know, 
could have been murderers. They could have been beggars. They could have been, uh, you know, sorcerers or maybe not sorcerers because they, they were out in the street, but they could have been uh, just people that were uh, uh, criminals, whether proven or not. And by the way, there are some prisoners that are not supposed to be there. I've represented them, so I can say that. So we don't know, but for all intents and purposes, they were people who had been charged and imprisoned. My point is this, and the prisoners heard them. I suspect that they did hear them because you know why? That's the most pliable, vulnerable time when one is thrown in prison. I, I think that's the first, uh, maybe the second uh, reason. The first one is probably the unexpected death of a loved one. Something to break our spirit, break our expectations, break our hearts. It makes us vulnerable. I need an answer. I need someone to fix this. And that's, that's how we come to the Lord. That's how many have come to the Lord. And so the prisoners hurt them, okay? Because they were prisoners too. They were pliable. Their hearts were pliable to hear the things of God. And in verse 26, it says, and suddenly, you know, I've had some sudden blessings. It, it was so sudden that I didn't understand some of them. Well, how did that happen? How did I get blessed in such a way? Sometimes God doesn't tell you what he's going to do, but he does it suddenly. Sometimes we don't have to wait on God. Sometimes, even though we prepare our hearts to be patient, I don't like that, that word, you all. <laughs> I don't use it that much. But he prepares our heart. He says patience is a virtue. But sometimes God works instantly. And in this passage of scripture, he says he works suddenly. I like it that way. I wish he did it every time. He said, and, uh, and they prayed. Others were listening. And guess who else was listening? God was listening. He said, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Don't be surprised when you pray if there's not a earth-shaking, earth-shattering result on your behalf. People will look, people will know, people will recognize that God has done something on your behalf. That's a, that's a blessing that people will recognize an undeniable blessing, just like with that young lady that got out of prison. By the way, today she is a nurse practitioner. She is the mother of, I believe, three or four children. She uh, became a born-again Christian and gave her life to Christ. And so God can turn anybody around, no matter what they have done. And see, we didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't have anything to do with that young woman getting out of prison. Only the Lord had the say-so in that case. Only the Lord. So God 
is the one that judges us. He doesn't say, well, you, you cut that man's throat. I don't think you deserve to be out. Uh, he did not judge that young woman. And he did not judge these peasants here in this case. Listen to me, case, in this scripture. And so in verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Sometimes the blessing of God, his midnight breakthroughs will shatter what they say on TV. Shadow, shatter what 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 the the the, the uh, news papers say. Shatter what your friends say. Shatter what your 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 relatives say. It will be earth shaking. It will break foundations. Well, how'd that happen? Uh, we don't do things like that. Well, God does. God does not have a standard. He is his own standard. So the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately, immediately. That's the same thing as suddenly, isn't it? Suddenly and immediately. I like those words. I like it when I pray. I see a sudden result. I see an immediate result. Thank you, Jesus. And all the doors were open. Let me tell you something. God gets you in your midnight and there's a breakthrough. There will be new opportunities. There will be doors that open that were not open before. He said, hey, that person called me and they never called me. They invited me and they never invite me. They offered me this and offered me that and they never do. The doors will be open in midnight, in a midnight breakthrough. Doors that we've never seen open will become open. And everyone's bands were loose. You see what I'm saying? God is the judge. He's the righteous judge. He knows all things. He can see everyone's heart. He can discern the intents, intents and purposes of everyone's heart. He knows it from the, from the end to the beginning and the beginning to the end. That's why as a defense lawyer, I never judge anybody. I would say, okay, you did it. Okay, they tell me why, or they tell me a whole bunch of things. And God, was the judge of it all. And sometimes we mess up what God is doing if we get in the way. I had another client and then I'm gonna go into a list of what I believe dark midnight breakthroughs are. But let me tell you this story. I had a, 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 a client, his name was Davis Barron. He was charged with first degree murder. He um, had killed his girlfriend on Christmas day one year. And this girlfriend of his lived with her stepfather. He suspected that the girlfriend was going with the stepfather. 
So when he would go over there to take her out on a date, he would get angry. So I was like, he would say, you know, looks like they going together or something. Then his girlfriend had a child out of nowhere. And he says, oh, you know what? I don't believe I'm the father of that child either. I think her stepfather is. So as a young man filled with hate, filled with bitterness, he was, he was good to this young lady and he felt cheated on and he felt cheated out of what he, he should have been getting out of the relationship. Uh, and he was charged with murder one. And we went to court. We went to court and uh, there was a witness to the, the murder that didn't show up. And what it was is the little boy, the little boy that he thought was fathered by the stepfather. He was four years old. And that's the only witness they had. The young lady refused to testify. And we went to court. I thought this client again was gonna suffer. But God caused this case to be dismissed. And this young man walked out of the courthouse. But see, sometimes when God delivers us out of our midnight situations, we have to learn to praise him, recommit ourselves, because he was praying and seeking God. He got what he wanted. But see, he didn't stay steadfast to the things that God had given him. And when he got out, he went right back to that young lady and it, she was still in, in, in her associations and uh, with this uh, stepfather. And he, he, he let his anger overtake him and murdered him on Christmas day, uh, one year, I forget what year it was. And that man, that young man found himself back in prison, which God had delivered him out of, back in the midnight situation. So we have to be, I don't know if I have that as one of our, our uh, points, uh, but if we want every band and everyone's bands to be loosed, we have to loose our own. We gotta get our own bands loosed about what we, you know, what we are doing and what we believe and what we don't believe. We have to let the Lord do it. Let him work it out and he will it doesn't look like it i i know uh, more than anybody that when we suffer it doesn't look like god is going to deliver but he does have a plan he does have a plan and when we in those midnight situations they come to challenge our faith after god has spoken spoken to us in a clear and recognizable way and that's what happened here with paul and silas isn't it funny how all of these things happen at night? They happen at night. It says this, this vision appeared to Paul at night. That was in uh, Acts 69. But to move on, this is what I want to say about midnight situations. When God allows us to go through a midnight situation, know that he has a breakthrough plan for us and he will allow that breakthrough so that we can be delivered so that we can be blessed and so that his name can be magnified let me just say these uh points and then i will close 
this message. Dark midnights are caused by Satan after we've heard a clear word from God. Midnights come to challenge our assurance that we have heard from God. You see, Paul and Silas, they, they knew what God had told them to do. But they were challenged after they were put into prison and endured this, this midnight experience. Midnights grow darker when there is persecution for doing what God has told us to do. Midnights are filled with perse persecution and sudden tests and trials that war against our resolve to stand tall. Midnight situations can cause doubt and fear if we allow it. And it's just human nature. It's just human nature to say, wait a minute, I was obeying God. How did I get here? Well, know this, that God has a plan because there's a breakthrough. There's a breakout when there's a midnight. Midnight situations come to challenge our associations. Okay, why would I come here with this dude anyway to pray and, and, and minister and, and, and seek the souls for Christ? Why am I even involved with the Lord? I got to go through this stuff. I have been there. Nobody knows what I, what I have thought. But that, that is a true fleshly emotion that God himself will speak to and overcome. In midnight situations, we are misunderstood, but those that should understand us. And midnight breakthroughs yield signs and wonders. You see, this is a supernatural breaking of the prison itself, the earthquake and the great earthquake. And they were all set free. These are free people that probably never get out of prison, but God set them free. God set them free. They probably would have never gotten out of those four walls. Midnight breakthroughs bring about evangelistic accomplishment. You see, the other prisoners saw the miracle and everyone's bands were loose. They themselves were brought to the Lord. I didn't get down to that scripture. Midnight breakthroughs provide opportunities opportunities for others to see the work of Christ, to see the power of God. Midnight breakthroughs cause deliverance of the captives, to set the captives free, amen. Midnight breakthroughs defy political atmospheres of corruption. You know, for all we know, these prisoners were put there and were innocent, just like Paul and Silas, or they're simply there for preaching the word of God. Midnight breakthroughs create great boldness in the believer to stand up against unrighteousness. And uh, God, God builds when he causes us to go through midnight breakthroughs. He builds us in the inside. You may cannot see it on the outside, but it's a building up and a strengthening of our spirit in the inside. Midnight breakthroughs provide an opportunity for the believer to make demands and correct wrongs and bring about justice. Midnight, midnight experiences cause us to enter into praise and worship, which, which signifies that we trust in Jesus. 
Lord, thank you. Thank you for the midnight breakthrough. Thank you for the midnight experience. I thank you that each one of us, when we have entered into a dark place, that you have provided a way of escape. You have provided a lit pathway to escape out of the, the darkness of midnight. And when we pray in faith and midnight and at the time of midnight, when we're most broken, when we're most unbelieving, when we're most, Lord God, challenged, we thank you that our faith will overcome those challenges and that not only will we be set free, but others will see the hand of God, the power of God, and be set free with us. And everyone's hands will be loosed to the glory of God the Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.